Good morning, everybody. Lower trade across the board in the grain markets here early on Tuesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down four and a quarter at 5.36 and a half. November soybeans down two and a half cents at 12.33 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat down nine and a half at 7.47. December Kansas City wheat down 13 and three quarters at 7.40 and a half. Uh, December spring wheat down seven and a quarter at 923. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you are watching on YouTube, guys, we are very, very close to hitting that 3000 subscriber mark. So if you are watching this stuff consistently and you have not subscribed, uh, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. Let's get to 3000 this week. Uh, My bigger picture goal is to get to 5000, but I think we can do 3000 this week. So if you are watching on YouTube and you have not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Uh, One housekeeping note, tomorrow I will be recording an episode with my friend Ken Morrison, and we are going to be discussing China, uh, Chinese purchases of U.S. corn and soybeans in particular, China's appetite for these crops, um, some of the discrepancies and and some of the, the, say, slow sales of of soybeans in particular. If you guys have any questions ahead of of that recording, and we're going to record this midday tomorrow, uh, either leave a question uh, in the comments on YouTube or on Facebook, or you can email me, info at standardgrain.com. If you have uh, questions that you'd like us to answer in regard to China, um, this is kind of a hot topic here, especially um, yesterday, given the speech from the U.S. trade rep. So if you have any questions uh, for myself or for Ken regarding China ahead of that uh, episode, which will be uploaded tomorrow afternoon, uh, certainly let me know. The soybean market traded into some fresh nine-month lows overnight. Um, Not necessarily a good-looking deal here. We've just been loosely trending lower in the market, and it's accelerated a little bit really since we peaked back in uh, what would have been early June. I think there's a couple different reasons, or maybe three different reasons in particular, for the sell-off. The first one is that USDA kind of came out of nowhere and added 80 million bushels of production to to the 2020 U.S. bean crop last week. That's not helpful. It puts more bushels on the balance sheets. Uh, The second thing is that export sales have been very slow. That's half of your demand base, and export sales of U.S. soybeans are down, I think, 36% year over year. And USDA tells us that we're only going to decline in in total for exports about 7% uh, versus last year. So we're way behind where we need to be in regard to exports, and a lot of that has to do with China. Uh, The third thing I think may be Brazil. Uh, Brazil is in the process of planting soybeans. Um, Every estimate out there indicates that they'll have a record crop. Uh, Assuming that weather cooperates, they certainly have the the acreage to put out a record crop this year. So the bean market has been um, uh, lagging here. And you look at the corn market and the wheat market, they have acted much better by comparison. Uh, U.S. Trade Rep. Catherine Tai spoke yesterday, and she told us a whole lot of nothing. Uh, she promised a top-to-bottom policy review of trade with China. She pledged to hold talks with Chinese officials regarding their failure to meet the terms of the Phase 1 trade deal. She said what happens next depends on how the conversation goes. So no specifics here at all um, regarding negotiations, regarding to timing. Uh, kind of left us waiting here. And there was a lot of buildup uh, to this speech. And and uh, she was asked some questions. And, and honestly, I thought she dodged a lot of the questions. Um, I, I don't think she gave us any real solid information on this whatsoever. So uh, kicked the can down the road there. We had our crop progress report out yesterday. U.S. corn crop is 29% harvested versus 18 last week, uh, well out ahead of the 22% average. Illinois probably moving the fastest of your major corn belt states, 41% complete in Illinois versus 32 on average. The crop is rated 59% good to excellent. 
that was unchanged on the week, still below the 65% average. If you go state by state here in terms of corn harvest, Illinois, 41% complete. Um, you've got um, Iowa lagging that. Indiana's at 26%. Ohio's at, at 11 Minnesota's at 20 uh, Kansas at 51 Nebraska, 21 uh, North Dakota and South Dakota both at 18. Missouri's at 52. Michigan at 17. Wisconsin at 20. Uh, Kentucky at 50% done. Tennessee at 57% done. U.S. soybean crop is 34% harvested versus uh, 16 last week ahead of the 26% average. That was a big week last week. 18% of the crop harvested in one week. USDA says 86% of the bean crop dropping leaves versus uh, 75 last week and 80% on average. When you look at uh, harvest weather here moving forward, you're going to see some rain over the next seven days. Um, it's not going to be anything real heavy. Like these areas in the blue, if you're watching, uh, they're going to get, you know, up to an inch of rain over the next seven days. Some of these areas down in my neighborhood, uh, you know, middle Tennessee, Kentucky, further south than that, maybe a little bit heavier amounts, but this is uh, nothing abnormal at all. And actually during this time frame here over the next seven days, temperatures are going to be well above normal. Uh, you're talking like 10 degrees above normal on average across the Corn Belt. Some areas will be even uh, uh, more than that in terms of temperatures. The Brazilian soybean crop is 4% planted versus 2% last year. That's an estimate from uh, Ag Rural. They had some rains around this time last year that kind of slowed things down. As I mentioned earlier, everybody out there, U.S. government, Brazilian government, every private group is anticipating a record crop or projecting a record crop as a result of a big acreage increase. But of course, you need weather to cooperate throughout the growing season to accomplish that record crop. Mexico bought some U.S. corn yesterday. Sizable purchase, 427,000. That's about 17 million bushels for the current marketing year reported by USDA via flash sale. Um, I talked about the... Uh, the poor book of soybean sales. Corn sales are fantastic. Uh, they're the best on record. A lot of this is due, again, to those very large Chinese purchases that we saw this past spring, although China has been largely absent since May. And that's one thing me and Ken will talk about tomorrow is, you know, China was so aggressive back during the spring, but they've kind of fallen off the radar in regard to corn purchases. Uh, what's the story here? Grain shipments are improving. Corn inspected for export, about 809,000. That was up 27% on the week, still down 11% versus the same week last year. Soybeans inspected for export, 844,000, up 73% on the week, but still down 59% versus the same week last year. Weed inspections up 59% on the week, but still down about 10% versus the same week last year. So you're starting to normalize here in terms of shipments. Um, we all know that there were issues at the Gulf, and there uh, continues to be issues at the Gulf. They've got backlogs. We're going in the right direction direction here. Crude oil traded its highest level since November of 2014 yesterday. Your nearby November WTI uh, contract peaked at $78.38. OPEC, OPEC announced yesterday that it would stick to its plan, which involves increasing production by 400,000 barrels per day through April of next year. And that was enough to rally the market, I guess, the fact that they stick with the plan. Here's your uh, monthly crude oil chart. So we're, we traded our highest level since 2014 yesterday. I mean, you look at some of the uh, the highs that we saw back in that like 2006, 2007, 2008 timeframe, even that whole stretch from 2010 through about, you know, 2014, uh, we're still really cheap compared to that. I was watching an interview with, uh, with Jim Rogers yesterday, you know, he's a famed commodity investor. 
And he, he believes, <laughs> and take this with a grain of salt, but he believes that commodities are the best investment out there right now because we're still so cheap relative to historic highs, whereas everything else, you know, the stock market, real estate, every other asset out there is is at all-time highs, essentially. So that that was his two cents on the uh, situation, and he is certainly uh, well-respected. Uh, the cattle market had a rally yesterday, and um, see if we can build on it here today, up more than $2 in some of these fat cattle contracts. Uh, same thing with the feeder cattle market. The box beef was mixed yesterday, uh, sharply lower in the choice boxes, but marginally higher in the select boxes. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is marginally higher. The S&P is up 22. The bonds are up 186. Uh, they were down yesterday in the stock market. Um, I'm sorry, the Dow Jones down 180 or up 186. Uh, bonds off just a few ticks. Gold and silver off a little bit. Uh, crude oil is up 79 cents at 78.40, acting very, very well. Everybody have a wonderful day. Remember, if you have some questions about China uh, for myself or Ken Morrison, we're going to record that episode tomorrow. Uh, make sure you chime in. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you later.